Welcome to Life on Fire with Brody and Deidre Haight. Living a life fully alive. Hello, everybody. Brody here and <laughs> Deidre. <laughs> How is everyone doing today? We are going to talk about a heavy one today, the spirit of pride. Yeah. So the first podcast we ever did was on the like spirit root of rejection. Um, and now we wanted to share about pride and the way that we want to do to just make it really kind of personal, I guess, in a sense, and share our own experiences and stories of how we've seen pride in our own life. And then what are some ways that we've kind of stepped out of it? Yeah. And it really ties in with the root of rejection, actually. Mm -hmm. All these different roots we're going to be teaching you all kind of tie in together. Yeah, they can they can be like overlap with them. Now, this is a pre-recorded video, just so you guys know. We are live right now, but pre-recorded live. <laughs> so please comment, like, and share. And we will be writing back to you guys, but we won't actually be live. Just a heads up. So there actually is a lot of symptoms just like the root of rejection that you can assess yourself to be able to see when you're operating in this. And Deidre and I, part of a spiritual practice, we like to assess our hearts daily. Mm -hmm. We like to look back at the end of the day. And I find myself a lot be like, wow, that was very prideful there. And then I can turn to God and trust in him and let God refine and change my character. And even sometimes like it gets quicker too in the moment. Yeah. Is like there's a lot of times where Brody will feel like God's speaking to him in the moment and then be like, oh, you know, I was being prideful there. I was functioning out of this space and then like correcting it kind of right away. Mm. Um, but yeah, both are good. Like if you have a time at the end of the day to kind of reflect with God and just kind of look over your date, don't go into that space with like, condemnation like you with your magnifying glass trying to find anything like in that kind of religious legalistic mind don't do that instead be still with god listen to god and ask him to point out things for you and when he does remember that he is faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and he's good and he's forgiving so give those things to him um and then know that he cleanses you yeah there we go. Okay, so <laughs> how about, should I read the symptoms? Yeah, what are the symptoms of pride? Things that we can notice in our life, like if these are showing up, they might be connected to the root of pride in your life. So perfectionism, selfishness, bitterness, insensitivity, anger, uh, judgmental, being critical, really competitive, unbelief, in envious, guilt, condemnation, unforgiveness, self-righteousness, religious, rejection, self-exaltation, self-deception, hatred, and possessiveness. So those are some heavy words. Yeah. So just like the root of rejection, I've experienced all of those. Okay. And as we talk about these different roots, um, maybe you experiencing some of them, or maybe right now God is speaking to you about some of these roots that are inside your heart. So when I think of pride and like when we've chatted about it before, um, the biggest thing that comes to mind is kind of your process in recovery mm -hmm. and how you started to recognize pride in that for yourself. Yeah. 
So many of you out there know, and if you don't know, I had a cocaine addiction for 15 years and I really struggled uh, with pride in my addiction. And I'm going to give you some examples of how that pride really just manifested in my life and how it affected not only myself, but pretty much everyone around me. So in that 15 years of addiction, I had to spend a lot of time taking different courses, some of them being anger management, some of them being um, courses to do with uh, in, like addiction courses. There's a whole bunch of different things I had to do court ordered. And when I would get ordered to do these things, I really didn't think I actually had a problem, Deidre. I actually thought that, um, yeah, they they see this in me, but it, it's actually... it. They're, they're thinking of somebody else <laughs> because I don't actually struggle with an addiction. I don't actually struggle with anger. And you see how it was constantly this I, this me. And I would go into those courses thinking like, I'm going to kind of fake my way through them, but I don't really need them, mm. even though I clearly did need them. And the same thing with anger management. I would hear some things that I would be like, oh yeah, but that's, that's the guy beside me. <laughs> and this was kind of like my life. People would say like, Brody, you should change your life. I remember so many times people, uh, employers, people trying to wake me up to the deception that I was in, but I didn't want to listen. I was mm -hmm. not teachable. And when I look back, I was completely spiritually blind and deaf. So it makes me think if you were doing the courses, but you didn't believe you had a problem, then you're not going to do them wholeheartedly. No. So it's really not going to help you. <laughs> yeah, I remember early on in my addiction, which I didn't believe I had, I would uh, be like, oh, I'm going to go to check out these AA different meetings. And I would go there and I'm like, oh, these guys are messed up. This isn't for me. Like, like they have way more problems than I do. But man, I couldn't hold a job. I would constantly be, get, be getting let go, crashing my car, losing apartments, mm. losing relationships. But I was fine. <laughs> it's like that comparison then like I'm not as bad as that person. Yeah. Um, so then since I'm not as bad as that person, I'm good. I don't need help. Like yeah. kind of putting stuff on other people or like that person's wrong. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with me in a sense. Like I don't need to change. They have a problem. Yeah. Like <laughs> projecting the stuff on other people. Yeah. Really it talks about in the book of AA about if everybody could just really stay in their place. And I was kind of in the actor of my own life. So if you think of like a Hollywood and, and maybe a set and I was the actor and the producer <laughs> and I created the show. Now, if everybody could just play their parts, but in my life, nobody would, would play their parts correctly. <laughs> They're always affecting. I'm like, hey, I'm the producer here. I'm the creator of life right now. Mm. And really, I was being God. Like I was being the God of my own life. So that makes me think of like the self-righteousness or the self-exaltation kind of mm. symptom that you could see in your life. That's all about you and not able to receive any kind of like feedback or correction no, um, even from the youngest age, Deidre, even in school, I wasn't teachable. Mm. I always knew best. It was always like me, me, me. And mm. you know, you typically do see a lot of kids with that. But for me, I didn't mature. Like my addiction mm. went into my adult years and there was no character changing at all in my life. It was like spiritually stunted. Yeah. 
it, when I think of pride, I think of like a heart that's really hard. Mm. Um, when you said like you're not teachable is, yeah, we're, we're just not willing to be self-reflective um, and in being self-reflective to be humble so that if there is an area that we didn't do the best on or we hurt someone even, mm-hmm. like are we willing when they come to us and say that hurt me, to apologize and to receive that that's how they we made them feel or that's how they felt yeah, you bring up a good point yeah or if if we're our heart is really hard are we instead just giving excuses telling the person you're just too sensitive it's your f- problem it's mm-hmm. your fault and not really any like owning any of our part in it because yeah. relationship isn't just one person it's two people um yeah pride in relationship is so hard mm-hmm. like rejection is we talked about that last time of how it was coming out in our marriage but like we need humility in relationships yeah pride is really rooted like in unforgiveness mm-hmm. and you brought up a lot of things inside my heart that made me just reflect on. And I remember when I was in court and I was being sentenced for different things more than once this happened in my life. But I really like, I thought like, Oh, I feel so bad for this. I feel like I need to forgive. But really when I look back, I just actually wanted to be out out of trouble. Mm. Like the pride inside my heart, like I actually wasn't forgiving. It's just, I was actually, oh, you weren't sorry. No, I no, wasn't. Yeah. Like I look back and I, I, I'm like, yeah, like I feel so bad, but really what I felt bad for was that I was in trouble. in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually feel remorse for that actual, like true heart remorse. Like you weren't still taking responsibility no, for the actions. Not for the actions. I just was like, oh man, now I got to deal with these consequences and mm. I better become smarter. Better try to figure this out like a different. Do it differently next time. Do it time. differently because I still want to uh, keep my addiction, yeah, which I don't have. Yeah, yeah. I see, I can see pride in my life, like when it rises up, like when uh, my mind is feeling very critical about others, very judgmental, picking mm-hmm. things apart. Um, that can also be like that perfectionism kind of coming mm-hmm. out there. Like competitive. I'm not generally a competitive person i I would say (laughs) brody can be i try not to i try to have more joy and fun now with competition though okay than than what it used to be (laughs) to me it's more like comparison Mm. more comparison of like the prideful thoughts of i could have done that better or i do this better or that better instead of like celebrating like somebody else is stepping out and doing it right wow um and that's such a like hard thing to admit. Like it's hard to admit. It's hard to admit when you're struggling with pride. Yeah, you're it's hard to admit when pride comes up because you don't it's not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> so you can pretend it's not there or if it came out like to you, mm-hmm. I could apologize and humble myself. Um and I can also bring it to God. Yeah. Um I, like an example of that is there was one time when well one time that I noticed, I probably did it a lot of times before, but I was at a church service and I noticed my mind got so critical about how they were worshiping, about people worshiping, about all the different things in the church. And I was like, why is my mind doing this? And it was to make myself feel better um, because I was in an atmosphere that was new to me with people that I didn't really know. 
So I guess out of feeling uncomfortable, I switched into a place of criticalness to feel better then. And the only reason I noticed that's what it was is because God spoke it to me. And he like corrected my heart in that moment and was like, that's why you're doing this. And I, and I was like, oh, I don't want to be like that. And I don't want to do that out of that place, God. So I did like in that moment, I was like, please forgive me and help me, help me engage, help me notice what is good in this environment. Right. So it's kind of like a perfectionist, which I know I struggled with too, which perfectionism can really get bound up and not feeling loved. So it can really be a, like a, an identity thing, like not knowing that we are accepted and loved by God. So like you said in the beginning, pride and rejection can be really kind of yeah. like um, tied together, yes. like um, integrated together. Mm-hmm. Um, it also made me think of when you talked about the courses and how they'd be talking and you would be like, oh, that's not for me. That's for the person beside <laughs> me. We do the same thing in churches. Yes. Don't do. even kid yourself. <laughs> You're there. Maybe God has something to speak to you. But because <laughs> you're not in a place willing to receive it or self-reflect, I'm I'm talking about myself and about whoever's listening. We've all done it. Is you're sitting there and like, oh yeah, my mom really needs to hear this. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, Brody really needs to hear this. Yeah, and because you're so focused on the other person and what they need to hear and what they need to do, <laughs> you're not receiving. That's a great great point, Deidre. <laughs> because a lot of the times our pride reflects out. Yes. On others. Yeah. And instead of seeing self, we actually start picking things out in other people. And there's another principle that I learned in AA and it's, it's, um, it's taking your own inventory mm. and not the inventory of others. Maybe we're seeing all the pride in others, but maybe mm. it's actually your pride. Projecting. <laughs> you're projecting your pride yeah. and you're picking up all these little keys. Um, these little character defects in others. Yeah. So Jesus talks a lot about this. So I, I guess the next part, like one of the symptoms that was coming up in my mind and as I looked in the sheet was like this self-righteousness is like, how do we see pride kind of show up in church, like in community, like with ourselves, one another, like what have we noticed there? Hello, if you are feeling encouraged or inspired, we want to invite you to become a monthly partner with us. The information is going to be in the description below. We just want to continue to love God and love people in whatever way we can. Enjoy listening. We noticed there. Um, I, I think pride doesn't allow us to listen to others. Um, if we just believe we our way of thinking is only the right way of thinking, mm. um, we are not teachable again, and we're not willing to listen. So some a friend, somebody, you, I don't know, comes to me and wants to like talk about something or share something or maybe even talk about a Bible verse. And if my mind and heart are just hard and fixed of, I just know the best way to do this. I am like so smart. I have studied the Bible so much. I, 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 I know this and I know that. Mm -hmm. Then instead of even listening to your heart of what maybe God has been showing you in that scripture verse, or even in a small group setting of sharing scripture, of hearing other people's hearts in what God's sharing with them, you could be picking the whole thing apart 
and just notice like, oh, they don't know this about the history or they don't know that or they don't know enough of this. And you're you're missing like you're oh, missing so much. Sounds like religious pride. Yeah, that's what I was saying. This yeah, self-righteousness. The self-righteousness. This I yeah. know I know everything. And this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spiritual pride. Yeah. Oh, man. So there's so many different roots in here. Um, and I, I just feel that pride just destroys so many things. Yeah. Like it's really the pride of life, right? The pride, the, the fall of the world is all rooted in pride. Yeah. And really our whole world system is rooted in pride. Everything we do is about self. It like, it's really, pride is very individualistic. Yeah. Like just all about you, how good you are. And it yeah. often is judgmental and judging the other people. And that doesn't jive in a relationship. No. You, you need to be able to hear one another, to learn from one another, to know that each of you has something to offer. Um, yeah. And like, you see it easily, mm -hmm. like in relationships and stuff, it, it erodes it, it destroys it. Cause there, there's not humbleness to hear mm -hmm. and to listen and to reflect it's just this constant pushback of mm -hmm. like say i come to you with things it's just an example guys <laughs> <laughs> i come to you with things and you just instantly push back mm -hmm. that like it's just all my fault or i just need to do you yeah. Deidre, you just need to do something instead of well it's an example but i have yeah. pushed back before well uh, yes yeah. not not often <laughs> but like you know instead of taking a moment to be humble to bring it to God in you. Well, usually what happens is in a conversation, something will go a certain way. Uh, maybe it's a tone of my voice. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, um, it could be a bunch of different things. Maybe it's uh, the way I said something. But anyways, I leave. And probably within that hour, the Holy Spirit speaks to me <laughs> and says, like, Brody, that you could have went about it this way. And you could have said this. And maybe the tone of your voice was this. And then I'm like, oh, okay, God. I know that you know best. And then I will go back to Deidre and I'll say, you know what? I actually had a talk with God. Actually, he had a talk with me. And I just am coming to you just for forgiveness. And sometimes Deidre will be like, oh, I didn't even notice. Or sometimes Deidre will say that to me. But I'm coming <laughs> because I feel that I, that I could have walked in a better character than that. But that's an example of humility. Because mm. God could point it out to you. And you could have done something different yeah. is you could have instead just whined at him or complained at him or got angry at him of like, no God, like Deidre's just a bad wife or blah, mm. blah, 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 blah. And she just needs to whatever. And you need to fix her instead of actually being humble in your heart and letting your heart be soft to receive. Okay. Yeah. I got to take responsibility for this action. This, mm -hmm. what I said, and then I need to be humble enough, which is really vulnerable to come to somebody come to me, come mm -hmm. to your friends, whatever, and apologize Yeah, and be real. Um, and, and something that we do when we apologize is um, often Brody will say it's okay. Like if I apologize to him, he'll say it's okay. And then I'll say, no, it's not okay, love. That's why mm -hmm. I'm apologizing. So we need to think of something different to say to one another. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's so interesting when we come to the place of forgiving or apologizing, like we don't always know how to receive it. Mm -hmm. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Are there other examples of how in your life you have stepped out of pride? Yeah. So I'm just thinking of how bad it got in my life. 
like constantly like the road runner just running directly into a wall. And it took me running into a wall and hitting my own head like so many times Mm -hmm. for years. And I really got to such a place of desperation in my life. Like I was really broken, like so broken down. And I remember just really just crying out to God, just so broken in my spirit, thinking like the way that I'm doing this is not working. Mm -hmm. Like I've tried it so many times. And I finally got to a point where I realized it wasn't the other people. It was actually me. Like owning it. (laughs) Like I was just looked in the mirror one day and I was (laughs) like, wow, like if anything changes, I need to change. It's not the people. Mm -hmm. It's actually me. And I remember that was the point in my life where I said, you know, I'm going to actually change my life. Uh, Not I'm going to change it though, but God is going to help me. And I went to rehab and that's when uh, a man told me, Brody, you need God. And I was like, well, what is God? But all I know is God is humility. Like submitting yourself mm-hmm. under God is a place of humility because like I'm letting go and Jesus was the ultimate demonstration of humility. And I remember I'm like, yeah, I need that. I don't know what that is. I don't know what God is, but I know that I need to surrender. (laughs) I need to surrender, which for me was a step. And I remember that day, it's really, things started to change really fast in my life. Mm. I instantly, I became teachable. So I would fight back against some things, (laughs) but I just started becoming more teachable. I started uh, doing the things I said, and it like, it was a process uh, of coming out of that very prideful spirit in that year, Mm. because even in that year, Deidre, I started doing the program of Alcoholics Anonymous after rehab. And even then I would go to Alcoholics Anonymous. I remember I got a little bit of sobriety and I thought, you know, I'm not really like these people again. And pride Mm. rose up in my heart. And the first year of recovery, I was like, you know, I don't even actually need this. And (laughs) I'm good again. (laughs) Yeah. That, that same spirit rose up in me and I really fell hard again. Yeah. Like I fell hard again. And I remember like, how I'm like, how could that happen? And that's why pride, it talks about in the Alcoholics Anonymous book, can be cunning. (laughs) It makes me think of that phrase, pride comes before the fall. Yeah, it can be cunning. The devil can be cunning. So what I learned from that fall is that I'm actually not different than anybody else in the world, that we're actually all in a place of recovery, and we're all recovering together if we're willing to admit it or not. Um, Most of us will get to a point of a place that I need God. You might not be there now, but most people at some point in their life, they're going to reach out to God. I was thinking when you were speaking of the scripture that also said, God opposes the proud, Mm. but gives grace to the humble. Yeah. And in order to receive the beautiful sacrifice and gift that God has given us through Jesus, we need to be willing to humble ourselves to receive it. Mm. And and when we make Jesus the Lord Mm. of our life, that means that we're willing to hear his direction. We're willing to hear his correction um, and let him lead our lives. Like we're trusting our lives to him, not just our own wisdom and what we think is always the best option, but we're seeking him. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really good. I I am super thankful that <laughs> God brought you on that journey and has just transformed your heart and your mm-hmm. mind so much because 
like overall it is beautiful in life to walk in humility but um i'm thinking specifically for our marriage like i appreciate so much that you do hear from god and you have those moments where he will correct you yeah. and, and you listen and you come in humility and yeah that's so yeah. good and i know without god bringing that correction oh my gosh where would i be i would be that man again running into the wall and there's many people <laughs> out there running into a wall there are a few more like things that we could share like steps out of like not living from that place of pride. So mm. when I'm thinking, I'm thinking always prayer. Prayer is powerful. Like ask God to show you your own heart yeah. and like be willing to see it humbly. Um, and like I said before, the preface of don't go into condemnation mindset when he does. Mm -hmm. He's good and he loves you and he's pointing it out. So that there can be healing, so that there can be breakthrough, so that there can be something new. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that condemnation and shame and all those things come when instead of seeing it as like a behavior mm -hmm. and something you're doing that you need to take responsibility for, you're seeing it as an identity. And you're like, oh my goodness, I'm just full of pride. I am pride. Like all this, like I'm so bad. And you go to the other side and like, like this crazy i don't even know what to call that space but you know that space i know that <laughs> space i've been there and then you just equate your identity is all bad and everything like <laughs> no be centered in god loves you <laughs> and he is the good one working in your life and he's gonna work it out but you need to let him speak into your life and you need to let him bring things to you and be humble to receive that um yeah there have been beautiful moments in my life before I would go to that condemnation space. And that's like we said, wrapped up in the rejection spot, spot of like not feeling love, not feeling all these things, especially from God. But there was this beautiful moment where God corrected my heart of something that wasn't okay. And I didn't spiral. And instead I received that. And I said, oh yeah, you're right, God. That's not my identity in you. And that also is not the way that I want to be living out my life. Thank you mm -hmm. for loving me enough to show me and now cleanse me of that and change my heart and change my mind where it needs to be changed. Yeah. yeah. Again, we go back to just like the root of rejection is receiving God's love. Mm -hmm. Turning to God. If you are walking in pride or you struggle with pride, just turn to God. Yeah. Turn and trust God. Ask God to reveal to you more of your identity. That in Christ Jesus, you are the righteousness of God. Mm -hmm. In Christ Jesus. And that your identity is an identity of the world. You're not an orphan. You are a child of God. Accepted and beloved. You don't need to walk in all of these different roots. I'm yeah. telling you, just receiving the love of God can break off the root of rejection and break the spirit pride. of pride. Yeah. Because Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice to really receive. Yeah. And Holy Spirit is our guide in life. Like mm -hmm. ask Holy Spirit help. <laughs> yeah. Help you to cleanse your heart of pride. Like, I don't know, even ask him sometime, like, where did this root come from? If there's something that he needs to heal, like mm -hmm. he'll reveal it to you. Don't dig, but let him reveal it to you. Yeah. Um and then I'm thinking of just practical things too, of like first lift things up in prayer, be willing to be teachable, even though it's painful to realize when we're not doing something like a hundred percent, we always want to be perfect, but calm that down. Cause you know, <laughs> um, 
So it's okay. You're in a learning process and you're growing and God is good and he's helping you grow and he's helping you mature. He's developing your character and you're just growing and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Let him work his um, goodness through you. But then also things of like, go into sometimes conversations, Mm -hmm. asking God to help you listen. Yeah. Asking him to help you listen more than you speak. Mm-hmm. Asking him to help you see that person the way that he sees them. Like all the th- like yeah. different things you could pray for and then try to work it out in your relationships of just like being present and aware and not letting pride function in those spaces. And when you see it come up, you're like, nope. Mm-hmm. And then refocus. Or even things of like, I don't know, is there somewhere God's calling you to serve maybe and wanting to humble it, you and work that out that way in your yeah. life? Yeah, practicing walking in love. Yeah. And really serving and serving others and giving God the the ultimate glory. Yeah. Because really when we start operating in the spirit of pride and in pride in general, it's just taking God out of the equation. Yeah. It's really just putting God over here and really coming into the self. Yeah. So striving, trying to do it all in our own strength. And and yeah, and Deidre, <laughs> you hear me every day or sometimes you're sleeping, but sometimes <laughs> um, every morning that uh, I just surrender. That's like one of my main prayers. Mm. I just, uh, I just say, God, I, I, sur- I surrender. I've got this cord here. God, I surrender to you. And, you know, I just give today to you mm-hmm. because when I just let go, Man, my day is smooth sailing all all the way through my day. I do this multiple times in a day. Yeah. Even before I go up on stage speaking, I surrender to you, God. Yeah. I surrender. I give it to you. This is for you. Yeah. And you know that's the that's the place where you find the ultimate freedom mm. is just giving it to God. Yeah. And just trust Him. And you know, I most of the days I don't even know. Like, I go through the day and. I'm just like, God, I'm going to trust you with my schedule. Mm -hmm. I'm going to trust you with Deidre. As you were speaking and you were thinking of like saying about surrendering before you go to speak or anything else is um, that's a really good practice. And I do that a lot too before I like go to sing or like help lead with worship or things that way, just like God lifting it up as a gift to him. Mm -hmm. But then it also made me think of the opposite of pride or like kind of it's in the same vein is false humility. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> An example of that in my life is if I help lead worship, if I'm singing somewhere and people come up to me and they say, wow, like you're such an amazing singer. You're like, your voice is so good. Thank you so much. If I'm functioning out of a false humility and I'm scared of being prideful, we're not supposed to live in fear of anything. We just let Holy Spirit keep us in check is I would be like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I don't sing that well. No, like this or that. And just like not receiving their compliments, just kind of like, no, no, this and that. Instead of what I like for me is a healthier spot is knowing that God made me. Mm. He gave me the gift of music. I'm so thankful for that. And coming from a gratitude and thankfulness that it's from him. And I'm thankful that it could bless others. And then I just say, thank you. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So don't go around being scared. Like, don't don't be scared. Fear is not from God, but trust him with your process. Mm-hmm. And trust him to point out what there is pride. And you know what? Also, if there are people in your life that you do have a healthy and close relationship with, 
be willing to listen to them too if they come to you and maybe they're pointing at something that they notice or just want to chat about something. Maybe you hurt them. Listen, don't just mm -hmm. ignore them because they care about you and they love you. Yeah. So in those healthy relationships, in those spaces, that was a good spot to learn and grow. I think about us and like we'll call each other out on things. Yeah, like if you do have a safe, uh, safe yes. uh, person, uh, you're in a healthy relationship. Yes. Yeah. Um, Deidre and I, like we're accountable to each other. So, and I, not only that, I have mentors and other people in my life mm -hmm. and um, I trust them. So Deidre, if she sees something in me that irks her the wrong way, if she says that to me, I, I don't get mad. I, sometimes I laugh and I go, oh, yeah, she's right. But then I, <laughs> and then I go to God and I say, God, can you help me with this? Or I'll just, again, I'll be surrendering to him because this is a process. Yeah. Like growing in character. Oh my gosh. Like it is a process and it is a very, that alone is a very humbling process to be able to grow in correction and repentance and trusting God yeah. and, um, and know you're loved all the way through the process. Yes. That's another thing to get revelation in your heart <laughs> about. So I've just found learning about these roots together and individually is helpful because then we can notice when our own heart is coming from that place of rejection or it's speaking from that place of pride. And then, well, if we never notice, we can't change it. We can't bring it to God. So noticing is good. It's mm -hmm. a good thing. Um, and then we can also share with one another. Like if yeah. one another like is speaking and then I'm like, oh, is that coming from a place of pride? Like I'm mm. not going to like be like, that's so prideful. You're being, <laughs> but like, hey, is that coming from a place of pride or is that coming from a place of rejection? Yeah. Um, so is there so, anything else you want to share about the topic or you feel pretty good? No, I, I think these are, these are really good key points. Um, and if you haven't watched the video of rejection, you can start yeah. with that video. Check it out. We also have other teachings from Pastor Hank. We can post if you want to go further into these roots. He has more teaching about it. Yeah. Yes. He elaborates on it. Um, so we found it really helpful. We hope that this has been helpful to you. And yeah, like Brody said, if there's certain thoughts you're having or something stood out or was helpful, you can post in the comments below. Yeah. So how about we just pray for everyone? Holy Spirit, we thank you for our friends, Father. We thank you for the people that are viewing this live stream, Father, that are viewing this podcast. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would touch them with your love, God, that they would encounter your presence and your love, and that Holy Spirit, you would speak to them, that God, you would give them ears to hear and eyes to see what you're saying to them, Lord. Father, I thank you for their lives. I thank you for what you're doing in their lives, Father. And we thank you, God, that you are the God of freedom. Mm -hmm. So, Father, we pray freedom over them in the name of Jesus, Father. And we thank you, God. We thank you for everything that you're doing. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you guys next time. And thanks for joining us. Bye.